You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Back again for another Locked On ACC episode. Super excited to have my guest AJ Black joining me today. We have got some good things for you. Going to go through, you know, the weekly conversation that we talked about. We're going to talk about players on offense and defense on teams that they do not cover on the normal. And they're going to tell me who they're hype about, teams that they think they're going to kind of take a step up and maybe teams that are a little bit over hype. AJ, how's it going? Hey, I'm doing great, Candice. It's uh, we're in the, the home stretch now for college football to return, so I can't be complaining. Absolutely. It just seems like it's going so fast. And then next thing you know, we're, I see all tweets about pro football and I'm like, well, I'm kind of getting excited because we know our guys are about to get rolling on the college front. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm pumped. Uh, you know, BC um, starts up their media access on Friday. So I get to go back on campus hopefully soon. And there you go. And then, you know, that I think that's, that's where I'm at. A hundred percent. Now, if you want to hear from all of our ACC hosts, I strongly encourage you guys to check out all of their respective podcasts. You want exclusive coverage where we get a little mix of everybody. There's no better place to get all of your ACC conference news than the Locked On ACC podcast hosted by me and my fellow co-hosts. Follow Locked On ACC podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So we're here today talking about some guys on offense and defense that we feel like are going to make big leaps and bounds and get excited about for the season. And I know plenty of them might be on Clemson and Florida State. And, you know, rumor, rumor, we might have Clemson and Florida State trying to go to the SEC. What were your thoughts when you saw that come out with PFF College College Twitter account? I, I, I am very um, skeptical when I see any of this stuff. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I when I I saw I forget who it was it might have been Matt Brown who used to be from SB Nation he does his own Substack now who said basically if you see a rumor out there it needs to come from someone like substantial like mm-hmm. higher than like a team writer or a uh, you know like a guy that just covers it you know Clemson or Georgia Tech or whatever someone like Pete Thamel Bruce Feldman and I saw it was like a radio host from like South Carolina and I was like mm-hmm. okay. And everyone's blowing up over this. And I'm like, guys, we've gone down this road before. <laughs> you got to look at the grant of rights and look at how much money both of these programs would lose. And I'm sure there's, there's avenues. I'm sure that they can get around that. Yeah. You know, they go through courts, whatever that piece. I just, I don't see it right now. And I was like, and just to see people just take like that little nugget and completely, I mean, my God, if you looked at some of the comments <laughs> on my discord channel for my site, yeah. Or my message board. They're like, all the BC fans are throwing themselves off the Tobin Bridge. That's a big, big bridge <laughs> in Boston. And I'm like, guys, it isn't true. Mm. And they're like, yes, it is, AJ. I'm like, guys, relax. So Earth it could of, happen. Yeah. But I I don't I don't buy it. And also, just at the end of the day, why would you want to go somewhere where you wouldn't automatically be the number one? Like Clemson is dominating the ACC. Like, I don't think that ever gets old for anybody. I mean, if you're into any sort of athletics, I like winning. And so I want to keep doing that. Why would I want to go and try and chase some other stuff? Like, No, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not into that whatsoever. In Florida State, I'm like, you just happy to be here right now. At the moment, you're just trying to get things back. Like Coach Norway ain't got enough. He already got enough drama in his life. He ain't trying to shake things up even more. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't get it either. And I, I if if anything, what I would see Florida State and Clemson doing, and I, I keep hearing this, the buzz I keep hearing is like a ACC Big Ten merger. Mm-hmm. That makes much more sense to me because then 
it's not like everything SEC, but then Clemson can play Ohio State and Michigan. And it, I could see that being much more attractive to them, but I'm not sure if that would ever happen because I don't know the X's and O's and that either, but it's, it seems yeah. like something more manageable than just heading them up. That's having tough. a super conference of every team in the country that's really good. There you go. And also with the Pac-12 and the Big 12 trying to talk about conversations, I could see that more yep. than seeing the ACC try to bring some people on. And, you know, we all talk about TV contracts. Everyone's talking about West Virginia. And I'm like, I ain't rushing to see West Virginia, but that's just me. You know, neither here nor yep. there. Yep. Anywho, we are also having conversations today about our players. want to get into who's AJ, AJ's picks are reminding you guys that I will drop mine on Friday because Need you to come back for more. If I told you on Monday, you wouldn't listen to the show, right? So there it is. So AJ, offensively, who do you think is going to kind of make that shift and be that playmaker in the conference? So obviously when you're thinking of the the big names, you think Sam Howell, you think uh, DJ Uyagalale, you think of, you know, Justin Ross and even like Zay Flowers or, or, or Phil Dracovic. The name that I'm really interested in seeing how he develops this year isn't from any of those teams. And it was the team that we just talked about Mackenzie Milton from Florida state. Mm-hmm. You know, I last year at Florida state was obviously one of the biggest punching, uh, punching bags in terms of jokes last year, that whole debacle with Clemson, you know, dot dodge and Clemson, they played like garbage. They just were not together of any team that I think could take a big step. And they're not going to be my pick for later. If we talk about it, mm-hmm. I think Florida state could do that. And I think Mackenzie Milton is a big reason why now when he played it, you know, he had, he's coming back from a catastrophic injury, but from everything I've heard about how he's played during the spring and the way he's, he's commanding the huddle, you know, he threw for 2,700 yards for UCF in 2018. The last time he played 25 touchdowns, Mm -hmm. you get him out there with some of those Florida state receivers. He could be really dangerous. Now he's just going to be himself again. And I think he could be a really exciting name that we're not talking about like, Derek King or those other names, but could be a name that could be in that conversation by the end of the year. Absolutely. And I think it's nice to also have Jordan Travis kind of in your back pocket if you're Florida State, because while he you know, clearly isn't McKenzie from a throwing standpoint, I do think he kind of shifted the offense a little bit. He gave you, you know, a little bit of like, okay, maybe he might have to step when they played Carolina. So I'm, I'm thinking that McKenzie is going to obviously get the start, but Jordan is going to be that guy that, again, with his legs, is going to bring in some plays that also get Florida State in the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. They're a sneaky pick to, to make yeah. some noise in the, in the Atlantic. I, I'm, I'm interested to see where they go. A hundred percent. And then when it comes to defense, I would love to know who you are excited about because I have been feeling like everyone wants to say Clemson defense, which I get, but like, dang, there's got to be other guys out there that are going to make some noise. <laughs> They're gonna hate me for this, Candace. Because I, <laughs> oh god, I, I, when I when you told us to to think about defensive players, I was like, oh, I'm going to Clemson. Are you going to say James Galski? Please don't say James. It's Golsky. not James Galski. Okay, I'm going good. with Brian Brisey. Okay, I think is how you say his name. Yeah, mm-hmm. former number one recruit in the country. Uh, you know, Clemson had. You know, when you have um, Brett Venables as your defensive coordinator, you are going to put out you know NFL caliber defensive linemen year after year whether it's Dexter Lawrence, Christian Wilkins, the list just goes on and on and on. And Brian Brice is, or I'm going to mess his name up because some Clemson fans are going to probably ping me for this, but uh, you know, he, he was going to be, he was ACC defensive rookie of the year, had six and a half tackles for the loss. I mean, this guy's going to be a monster and Clemson's defense is, you know, they need guys to step up and they have Tyler Davis, who's going to be back. But I think this guy, 
he looks to me like a big time factor moving forward and a big reason why Clemson, it, their defense is going to be nasty this year. Yeah, 100 percent. They'll have that opportunity on the September 4th when they play Georgia. I think that's going to be the biggest test, right? Everyone has hyped up uh, Clemson's defense, but now you get to go to the Duke Mayo Classic. You get to play Georgia. You get to show who you are. Georgia's not going to be a team that's going to lie down easy. They're going to be, I think they're going to be one of the top teams in the country. I think Kirby Smart and boys are trying to get in the conversation and take down the Alabamas of the world and try to finally be national champions. So Clemson better put up or shut up because they, they have honestly, they have a lot resting on them. They are, they're carrying the conference right now. So if they come out and they play like Dookie, I'm trying to tell you, I'm going to be upset because I'm like, you're embarrassing us. You're embarrassing the group. Like how can we sit here and defend the Florida States, the Boston colleges, the Carolinas of the world when y'all can't even handle your business? Yeah, that, I mean, I think every college football fan is going to be watching that game. It's, yeah. it's one of the big ones. Everyone's got circled. It's going to, it's a night game. I think, you know, we're all settling in for our first college football weekend. It's a perfect game to start the season off, but as an ACC writer and an ACC, you're totally right. Like, unfortunately for Clemson, the, the pressure's on you to kind of carry this conference right now. <laughs> yeah. And you gotta, you gotta take down that sec monster that's across the field from you. And if you can't do that, we're in trouble. Exactly. Commissioner Phillips is watching that one, sweating his brows. Cause he's like, listen, I'm trying to sit here and hype us up as a football uh, conference and it's not going to go well. If we get blown out. But if you guys are looking to bet on any of these teams, I strongly encourage you guys to hit up betonline.ag. Fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports action. College football is right around the corner. We are literally almost over, a little over a month out from getting things going. So you can already start your picks. If you got some Heisman predictions, you can go ahead and get all that. With also the latest news, odds, and info in your sporting needs, you can go now to the website on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sign-up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game. If you head over to the website, go to, you get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is your online sportsbook experts. Please use promo code LOCKEDON. AJ Black is with me today, and we are talking through the best offensive and defensive players that we are hoping to see that are not on the teams that AJ covers. And you know that he covers those Eagles from Boston College. He is trying to not, you know, name them. But in this round of segment, we are going to allow him to talk about Boston College if he wants to. So I would love to know who is the team that you feel like is going to make the most improvement this season that nobody should be sleeping. So, I, oh, man. So I, I, <laughs> I went into this. I went into this thinking I was going to pick Georgia Tech. Uh-huh. And I like what Georgia Tech is doing. I think Jeff Sims is a good quarterback. I like Jameer Gibbs. Um, and I think they're just like a year away. So I'm going to I'm going to audible on this one. OK, cool. Um, I love that. Which which is going to uh, hopefully doesn't bite me in the butt because I did all my research on Georgia Tech and now my brain's going, <laughs> yeah, not them. They're not going to do it. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to go back to Florida State. I'm okay. going to go. I'm going to pick the I'm going to pick the Seminoles here. Now they they are a sleeping giant. They are a team, a program that historically has been dominant in the ACC. Now they haven't been that way for what seems to be about ten years since Jameis Winston's been there, um, and they've they've struggled. Mm-hmm. And now you have to you have to ask the question: Is Mike Norvell gonna be able to turn this program around? I think he can. I think he's the right coach there. I see what he's doing on the recruiting trail, and I think what he has on the roster are guys that want to be there. And they're talented. They're Florida State guys. You know, they're top of the, you know, they're blue chippers. You add in a quarterback like Mackenzie Milton who can win games for you. And if he can get that defense clicking, I think Florida State could be a team 
that could win eight games, that could win nine games and really surprise people and be like, oh man, the Seminoles are back. Yeah, see, it's so interesting you say that because I think Norvell's finally getting his actual guys that he wants. You don't have that Taggart Norvell, a little bit of mix in there and giving false promises to certain guys. But then, you know, you know how that all goes. Yep. I think now that he has the opportunity to coach most of his players, he's really going to fine tune. And Mackenzie Milton, like no pressure. It's kind of like De'Aaron King. And I know they're both buddies. I think it's because they have the same height. I think that's why they're best friends. I'm starting to figure it out. Right. They're both the same height. That's why they get along and get those NIL deals done so well. But they're old vets in the game and McKenzie kind of knows how it goes with UCF, but it's a different ball game playing Florida State, right? UCF was cool, but I think he's going to have to seriously elevate his game. No pressure. And playing in Tallahassee is no joke. And those people are unforgiving. They do not, you know, mess around when it comes to their school. So I think if he can really thrive in that environment and Norvell can really kind of, they could have a one-two punch. It'll be very interesting to see that trajectory and how well they do defensively though. We all know Florida State always has some hitters. And, you know, with Marvin Wilson going on to the league and some other guys taking their talents to the NFL, I think it's going to be interesting how they kind of rally that. But anybody's game in Atlantic, I know we always talk about the Coastal being like, okay, anybody's game, whatever, what have you. But I think the Atlantic has some people in there that if they can just get some good momentum going at the start of it, right, get those easy games out of the way and really kind of figure out who they are, they'll be a tough group. And Clemson's going to have to earn it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, truth be told, Candace, I, I was on another podcast last night and I had BC, <laughs> I had BC going 10 and three this year. Oh, so, Nikes. I almost cussed. That's okay. I like that. I so, love it. So I have, I have a lot of faith because I think Boston College's schedule, you look at who they play, their cross conference games, they have four very winnable out of conference games. I think they could, I think they could win it. Uh, I, I think they could win 10 games and that would be a huge jump for them too. So, but, I think some of your our listeners don't want to listen to me talk about Boston College all the time. So I wanted to challenge myself and talk about another team. So I put Florida State up there. Well, do you, how did you feel about them being one below Florida State in the preseason poll? Were you like, eh, okay, not feeling that too much? I think I said it last week. I don't mind Florida State being above them because this is the media and the media hyped up the, the same teams every year. It's been this, it's like, it's like a tale as old as time with, with the media and like they're going to pick the same teams no matter. You know, when I was a BC fan back when Matt Ryan was there and they were the number two team in the country, I believe preseason Boston College wasn't ranked either. So yeah. this is this is like kind of what it is. Like the big blue bloods always get the credit and then the other teams have to kind of work at it. So it didn't surprise me. The team that bothered me that I saw some other polls having ahead of BC is Louisville. And I am hammering that home again that I am selling on Louisville. I still don't think they're better than well, there you go. I'm not mad at it one bit. And I'm definitely going to have our new Louisville podcast host, Octo in Louisville, on the show next week and give him a chance. Because I feel like, like I already said it yesterday, that we I've given a lot of flack to Louisville. So maybe he can convince me why Louisville is going to be up there with the best of them. But I don't see it right now. <laughs> I'm just going to be completely honest. But that's all right. I'm good. I love that about me. So I want to remind y'all that if you have not yet gotten to the college football spirit, I strongly encourage you. In part, college football world is you got to get right for a tailgate, right? You got to get your protein bars. If you like not necessarily want to be healthy. Okay. That's fine. But if you're trying to get right for the season, you want to go into the new year looking healthy. I strongly encourage you guys to hit up Bill Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever with the ever increasing, you know, times where we're just trying to get fit. It's easy to try the nine delicious flavors. When you talk to a Bill Bar fan, they're definitely a passionate about their faves. If you want to know what my favorite flavor is, tune into the episode on Friday because I'm going to drop it right there. 
If you haven't tried all the flavors, I strongly encourage you to get a mixed box where you can get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Bill Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. All of your macros are met. You got 17 grams of protein, only four grams of net carbs. Listen, they're amazing flavor, all tasty, all healthy. Order, order and get yours today, raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you would like. Before the day ends, I strongly encourage you to go to billbar.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at billbar.com. Rounding out the show, we could not talk about the team that, you know, AJ is so hype about without talking about a team that he thinks is getting a little too much love because we got to be a little shady on the show. I think everyone's like hyping it up. Everyone's feeling good. But you also got to have a team that you're like, listen, all right, too much. Uh, you need to relax. I think we're going to feel ourselves a little too much. So AJ, what, who is the team that you're like, maybe they're getting a little too much sugar in the media and they need to comment on down. All right. So Candace, you're going to kill me on this one. I'm nope. going to say you. I'm gonna say, <laughs> <laughs> the team that you got going 12 and 0, I'm going to say UNC. Uh, I knew it. Somebody had to do it, right? Somebody had to do it. You, like, and you know fine. what? You're the one that talked me out of it. There you so, go. I, yeah, listen, yeah. I'm fine with that. I am absolutely yeah. fine with that. I want people to go ahead and get humble. <laughs> humble us now. That way I can talk my ish come December, right? But, right. As we speak, I shoot. I've seen that team. I don't know who out here is telling Carolina they're good, but they are lying, AJ. So I just, I just look at what they lost. You know, you lost your two yeah. top running backs, your two top wide receivers, and that's a lot. That's 100%. a hundred percent especially when you have other programs out there that because of the, the, the rules with COVID and returning, they're returning like 95% of their players. They're not yeah. like they didn't lose any of their big ones. So I'm not selling that. I think UNC is still going to be good. I still think they probably will win the, the coastal. I just don't think that they're going to run away with it. And I, I bet they'll slip on a few games, I, whether it's Miami <sighs> yeah. or a game that they should win a stupid game, like maybe NC state. Um, and it'll be frustrating, but they'll, they'll still do it. I just don't think they're going to be as elite as maybe they have the potential to be. Okay, right. They're a team full of potential, and we don't care about no damn potential. We want to see it on paper. I don't care about the paper. I want to see it on the field. I'm tired of being the team that, oh, should have, could have, would have, blah, blah, blah. When you showed me that you could be, almost be Texas a and when you should have beat Texas a and that let me know that you know what you have. You have the keys, and you didn't even have the top guys. They did play. They play without Javante Williams. They play without Chaz. They play without Michael Carter. And you still mean it. And Deami Brown. And you still mean something you were in that game. If you don't believe yourself in yourself after that, then it's just not meant to be. And I just, I made peace with that. Right. <laughs> so yep. I'm just not trying to get hyped. Again, I will talk all the trash come December, but you're not the only one. Ken Gibbs was on the show Monday and he definitely said Carolina's overhyped. Are you surprised? He's an NC State guy. We knew that was coming. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, it is true though. But when you have a Mac Brown, of course. People are going to be hyped because Mac Brown, like he can sell you anything. Like he can sell snow to um, uh, Eskimo. So there is that. But I just overall, I'm not, I'm not doing it to myself because I will seriously just get too upset if I overhype. So there's that. Okay. So I want to end with any other exciting news. I'm going to give you a, I'm going to give you a curveball here. Right. Yep. So if you think that the preseason poll is halfway decent, and you could pick your champions right now, and they were not Clemson or Carolina. Who would they be? So the ACC, like Atlantic and, and mm-hmm. Coastal champions. Okay. Um. So I would pick. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, 
is, I, you know, I'm going to retweet this tomorrow and all my Boston college fans are going to be really t- ticked off if I don't pick BC, but I'm not. I'm going to go with NC State for the Atlantic. Ooh, okay, okay. I, I like, like what that. they're doing. I think they're a good team. I think they're well put together top to bottom. And I like mm. Dave Doran. Um, I think they're a good, uh, a, a possible team that could can make some waves. And then in the Coastal, I'm not going to pick Miami. I, I can't. I just can't pick <laughs> Miami. Until the, every year that I hear the U is back and then uh-huh. you know, the flash and the turnover chains, I still I can't get behind them. So I'm not going to pick Miami. You know what? I'm going to throw another curveball. I'm going to go with Pitt. Ooh, okay. Kenny Pickett uh, and company might do it. Yeah, Pickett. I I think he's a good quarterback, and he's got some he's got some moxie behind him. Yeah. And you know, I'm not a big fan of their coach, but what you don't like Narduzzi? I don't. I don't think he's he's like <laughs> he's like an older Steve Adazio to me. But you know what? He, he can put together a defense. Yeah. And I think that defense could be nasty. And I think that's where he could cause problems in the coastal. Cause if you can, if that defense gets and rattles Sam Howell and, and rattles Derek King, they can win some games and Pickett can do get enough points on the board with Jordan Addison that they can win some games. So I'm going to go with Pitt and NC state. Mm, that's, those are two good ones. Can we go back to NC state right quick? Cause I just got to know how, what, why you have any high hopes or high thoughts for Dave coach Doran. Cause that's not my guy. I think I something. <laughs> Something about him and I, we just don't gel. He, I can tell he's not into it. I'm like, we're, yeah, me either, dude. Like, I, it's just not, not my thing. <sighs> like, if Clemson's not going to do it this year, there's going to be a team that's going to, like, maybe DJ just falls off the cliff and he's just not there yet, right? Sure. Eventually, one of, eventually one of these blue chippers is not going to do it. And maybe yeah. it'll be, right? I'm just throwing spitball in here, right? NC State, you know, they have Devin Leary. I like him. And I think Doran can do enough. I think he's a nine win team. Yep. Maybe he, maybe he takes that next step and gets 10. You get 10 wins. You and Clemson's not there yet. You win. Yeah, for sure. And I, but I, I think that NC state definitely is a team now where not only do they win the games, like they're supposed to win, they're definitely fighting in the games that are, you know, throwing a toss up. And so maybe this is the season that they actually project and they win the game. Not only the win the games they're supposed to win, but they do win the tough ones, right? They do win on the road when it's Florida States of the world. So Peyton Wilson and company can figure it out. And, you know, having a quarterback and knowing who your quarterback is, instead of having to rely on Bailey Hoffman, you know, to come and save the day, it was going to be a lot easier to go with. So I could, I could see NC State. So who would you pick in the Atlantic? Are you going to pick Boston College? hundred percent. I'm all in for Jeff. Coach <laughs> I don't even care. I know, like, even if you wasn't you talking to me, like I would pick Coach Hack. I don't know what it is about him. He could, he's, a salesman. So I, if he was in my, you know, home talking to my kid, I'd be like, you know what? <laughs> Boston yep. ain't that bad. Like the snow, I could get used to it. You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> he, he could convince me because I just think that he's, he gets, he gets it like, you know, point blank period. I think he gets what it takes and he understands what it takes and he understands the level that guys have to get to. And he's willing to work with you. And he's like personable like that, but he's also a realist, like cuts to the chase. I think maybe being his first ACC media day, he kind of didn't know what to go for, but he was very honest with him, transparent with his conversations. And I think that's so important to the end of the day, like I could care less, but he's so willing to just be like, yeah, I'm going to tell you what it is and what it ain't. So like, I appreciate that more. Yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, if, if you want me to put my maroon and gold shirt on, I, I, part, of me, <laughs> part of me thinks it's going to be BC, but I, I have to slow down my hype train a little bit because sometimes I get myself a little too revved up and then it, it gets me going and, 
I can't do that to myself this year. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, if I put my Carolina blue on it, I'm going to get my own feelings hurt. So I just don't, it's, it's so much easier when you could just watch and you see them win and you're like, okay, good. Instead of being like, you should have won. You knew those are winnable. Game. Like it just it gets into a spiral and you get yourself upset. So there's yep. no need. There's no, yep. I've learned, honestly, I've graduated to not cussing during games, like getting super <laughs> emotional. And once the game is over, I turn it off and I go on about my day before like when Carolina will lose, it would mess up my entire day. I'd be like, don't yep. talk to me. Carolina lost. Like, you know, I can't function. I don't want to, I don't want to watch any more football for the rest of the day. But now that I get to cover a lot on ACC, I have to. So it's all good. I've learned. I'm glad I'm graduating. But yeah, I used to be a bad MFer. That was, that was my main one. Cause I'd be like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, I used to be a screamer, but I'm good now. I, love I, I have to say that I've done better with my, like putting my <laughs> journalist hat on and trying not to be yeah. a fan. I don't right. go into the press box, but I mean, because of COVID sure. and stuff. Yeah. But I have to admit last year, there was one moment in one game and I'll just tell you really quick what happened when I lost it yeah. and it was BC and Pitt, and it was okay. an overtime and Kenny Pickett, you know, BC scores right off the bat. Zay flower scores in overtime. They got a seven point lead. Kenny Pickett, the BC could not stop. He goes in, he scores and their kicker who had just kicked like a 55 yard field goal uh, to go, send it to overtime. Yeah. Shanks an extra point in overtime. And I screamed so loud in my house. Both my wife, my wife was putting my son to bed and she was watching it on the iPad as she was putting him to bed because she's a BC grad too. Yeah. And she's screaming upstairs. She goes, and she, her, her lag, because we have like streaming services, was like three seconds ahead. And she just went, ah! And I'm like, what happened? And then I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> See, that makes for a good time. No, it yeah, definitely exactly. is like that. I, I've internalized why I was at the Clemson Carolina games. And they, of course, Carolina came down to the last play and they blew it. And I just sat there and I was like, you know what? This is Carolina. And I, I think that was my moment where I was like, that's why you don't get excited. I think mean, if we were talking about when did you know that you can no longer get excited about your team? That was that moment. I was like, we are close, but no cigar. We're not, we're not quite there. So yeah, yep. it's, it's all good and fun though. We enjoy it. It's college football at the end of the day. It's a bunch of 18 to 22 year olds trying to do their damn thing. So I'm good <laughs> either way. Right. So there we go. Thank you so much, AJ, for coming on yet again. Always a great time. Can you please remind folks of where they can find you and follow your work? Yeah, absolutely. I am on uh, Locked On Boston College. I do this five days a week. Um, I actually have it on YouTube now. I'm one of the YouTube Locked On hosts. So you can check out my podcast there. If you like YouTube, you can get it everywhere you get podcasts. Follow me on Twitter at Locked On BC or AJ Black underscore BC. I'm also the editor and publisher of Sports Illustrated's uh, uh, Locked On BC Bulletin. And you can check out all my work there as well. No doubt. Well, until next time, we guys want to thank you and make sure you guys stay smart and safe out there. And we will see you tomorrow with Tyler Aki from Locked On Syracuse. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 